You cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve both God and money. I want to reflect on those words today in the light of our call to the priesthood, what it means to live holy poverty as a diocesan priest especially. I say these words to you in formation for the priesthood, but whenever a priest uh, preaches on poverty and riches, it's always a moment for me to examine myself. Where to begin? You cannot serve two masters. Well, who is the master that we serve? Well, one way to answer that would be to say he is the poor one who makes us rich. The directory on the ministry and life of priests when it treats about why a diocesan priest must be poor, starts by speaking about the poverty of the Lord Jesus and asks, why did the Lord Jesus become poor? And quoting 2 Corinthians says, he became poor to make us rich. The poverty of Christ has a salvific scope and he's made us rich in grace, in mercy, in being loved. The things that matter most, the things that give deepest joy, these he has made me rich in. Now the directory knows this is particularly true of a diocesan priest. It roots this question in the matter of what is the priest's inheritance? What is the thing, the possession that I have received? And quoting the book of Numbers, the directory says that the priest's inheritance is the Lord. What riches could I inherit that would be greater than him, the pearl beyond all price? In the Old Testament context that this refers to, You remember when the land was conquered and the 12 tribes were each given a different portion of land, the priestly tribe of Levi was given no land. Their inheritance was to be the Lord. He was to be their security, their possession. Who is the master we serve? The poor one who makes us rich. My second point is that he is a jealous God, a God who tolerates no rivals in our affections. In the Old Testament, the notion of God being a jealous God was a repeated theme with respect to the pagan idols. In the New Testament, the Lord Jesus makes it clear that those idols include money that the Lord has made me to love him, made me to be satisfied in nothing less than him. And my heart mustn't be divided. Now, St. Thomas Aquinas, when he speaks about why poverty helps us, why it's important, notes about how poverty frees us for love. 
He notes that the more that the heart is attracted to one thing, the more it withdraws from another. And holy poverty enables us to love God by detaching us from the things of this world. It is abundantly clear that the human heart is more intensely attracted to one object in proportion as it is withdrawn from a multiplicity of desires. Therefore, the more a man is freed from solicitude concerning temporal matters, the more perfectly he will be empowered to love God. And celibacy, in this context, is a very particular form of poverty, to not possess a wife. That he's a jealous God who tolerates no rivals for my affection. The German scholar Gisbert Greyshack, when he writes about uh, the priesthood and writes about the celibacy of the priest, notes how many people in recent decades have had a disdain for the celibacy of priests and just don't see it making any sense. And he notes that that's frequently because so many priests don't live poverty. And because they don't live poverty, because they don't live the sacrifice of poverty, the sacrifice of that being brought to the sacrifice of the Mass, therefore the sacrifice of celibacy just doesn't make any sense. It's become incoherent and consistent that the jealous God of Jesus Christ demands my poverty, demands my celibacy, demands my everything. Our diocesan context, most of us are diocesans, that poverty for us is about mission. That if the poverty of the Lord Jesus was salvific, that he became poor to make us rich in salvation, the director on the ministry and life of priests says that the poverty of a priest is to be apostolic, to enable us to be apostles. That poverty frees me for my mission, frees me by giving me detachment from the things that would distract me from my mission, frees me by giving me that freedom to have a particular type of love with an undivided heart that bears fruit in that particular charity that's called apostolic charity. And what does this mean for us in practice? Well, I can remember when I was very young, when I was a seminarian myself, I can remember a fellow seminarian saying about all this, well, we do diocesans, we don't take a vow of poverty, that's, that's for monks. And that's rubbish. That yes, we don't take a vow of poverty, and yes, it's true that we do truly as diocesans own things, that this is my iPad, it's not my diocese's iPad. And it's true, as the Lord said in the Gospel text, 
that we are called to use money, use tainted things. But it's also clear, the church is clear, that poverty applies to us diocesans too. That the church, Holy Mother Church, uses the word poverty to describe the way of life that you're called to. Canon 282 says that we are to avoid anything that smacks of worldliness. The directory says we are to live a simple life, voluntarily embracing poverty to follow Christ more closely in all aspects, living quarters, means of transportation like cars, vacations, the priest must eliminate any kind of affectation and luxury. To sum up and conclude, no servant can serve two masters. The master we serve is the poor one who makes us rich spiritually. He is a jealous God who will tolerate no rivals in our affections. He will stop you having a wife, stop you having the riches of this world. And for us, there is an apostolic motive behind all this to free us for apostolic charity. You cannot serve two masters.